guests, my guests, my guests. Oh, God. See, you know, my best conversations are the ones that are the warmest, you know, where the guest is kind and nice and generous. You know, those are the best conversations because it's not just about the interview, but about the connection. And, I, you know, I've admired Jim Ike. I've studied him. I've watched him. I'm a fan. But I didn't know the depth of his spirit, you know, the compassion, the, the authenticity, you know, the goodness that appeared to flow from him. You know, this, you know, we have a lot of great conversations on With Judy, but there are some of them that I say you have to watch, you know, the truths that Jim Ike shares, the experiences Jim Ike reveals, the errors Jim Ike admits. Mm, you've never seen Jim Ike like this before. Today on With Judy. I will live in this church for two years if you, if you heal my mom. So after a while, again, the meeting, like, you need to come down. Da, da, da. I remember I was in there. My sister was behind me when they, this guy came and was doing stuff. When they crossed me, I, I, I chuckled. Stop laughing. This thing is serious. I don't want them to see you laughing. Then he came back to me. My brother, I don't know what happened after that. This world is deep. There's a certain spirituality I've come to understand about this world that is way beyond us. Mm. Um, what happened, I don't know. I saw the video. I said, that's not me, but that's me. Mm. My brother, you must understand that I am not an island of knowledge. Mm. I've done my part. But the one thing that is of a truth that you can take to the bank is that till I die, I'm the true son of Gladys. Mm. And I will never ever wager or waver her memory and her legacy by telling a lie. I've said it time and again, if everything I'm saying is not true, let somebody come out, show proof that you gave me. How much are you going to give me that I've not seen? to play with my mom's life. My mom was lying in a hospital in a coma and then they're saying I'm playing mm. theatrics somewhere. Mm. So the, what, what killed me was that they didn't touch her. He didn't touch her all through. He never saw her eye to eye. Really? She's, after that drama, all they were fixated on was heat, was it the... Yeah. And I said, okay, I've suffered. I think my career has even ended. Can you heal that? Yeah. And he never touched her. It was always one, one story and another weather for two and a half weeks. So when they didn't do it, I took her back. And in about, after I took her back, we stabilized her in her, in her home. The nurses were coming, she was beginning to, you know. And then we stabilized her because the, the hospital couldn't help us. There was nothing, we didn't understand where to go. We were certain. We're getting ready to go to South Africa. They told me, I, I, why people don't even understand? I went through five men of God, I'm not going to mention them here, that played me back to back. Played you back to back? Played me every time I went, there were shores healing, and then they would never do it. At the end of the day, they said South Africa was the next piece. We're setting, we're getting ready to go to South Africa. Then I had this thing, an activation for a phone company that was going to happen in London. I took off to London. We lost her 48 hours after that. It took them 72 hours to tell me after that. And I came back. And after everything that I went through, somebody woke up and tried to diminish not only me, but her legacy by saying that I went in there for theatrics. Do they don't even understand the backstory? That even as I stood there and this whole spiritual chariot was going on, that that woman was lying down somewhere. Now, even if he attempted to heal her and then he didn't succeed, that's a whole different conversation. But he never saw her. Bless his memory. God knows that I healed myself of that resentment and that anger that I carried for so many years. 
And that was the reason I just needed to go away because it wasn't just about healing, about losing my best friend, my confidant and my mother. It was about forgiving people that took me on a journey of hope mm. that never ever gave it to me. I had so much anger and resentment in me. That's why my, it failed. Because when I came back, I, was, I, was, I had a pregnant woman, I had a son that was coming. I had to get my act together and be a father in the middle of all that resentment and anger. And I did it. I had to rise to the occasion. He didn't beg to be born. Yes, yes, yes. So I did what I had to do. Then I suffered for it. And then when I came back and heard this, oh, you know how many places they say, oh, come and have an interview, call them out, do this, do that. It's not my place. Mm. Um, what, the, the first thing is that who raised me would not have allowed it to happen. A lot of people don't think about that. I want a war. I want a war. Mm. I, just, I just wanted to feel better. I want a war. I called a team for war. Lawyers, right. media people. I just wanted to bury all those people. And I had the power and the proof to bury all of them. Yeah. It's my word against theirs. But at the end of the day, I had the conversation with my love. My loved one has become like, you know, the surrogate mom yeah. in a sense. Love of your mom. Yes. And your dad. That's the one that speaks to my mind. He said, listen, you could be the less, you want war because you want to feel better about yourself. Mm. But is that what you should have wanted? Mm. You just survived something that, that could, could take most people. Mm. You just survived it. Why do you want to go back to that space? Mm, 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 mm. 